Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. Ever feel judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment. Join the judgment-free zone today during the big fitness energy sale for 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details. No down. Down. Our world will live this upside down The planet done talking, things are turning around Against you and me, him and her The mother earth is unleashing the wrath That humanity's worth uh, We know what time it is, 2020 year of the punishment The COVID hit hard and it's tougher than never been The years just settle in I wonder what is coming, gotta be honest here This shit is fucking Welcome back to the Newly Lame Sports Podcast Called The Referendum It's been a long time since uh, we did a podcast Going back to the last season, we are now heading into the third week of the NFL season for our three-week review to see uh, where the teams have gone thus far, who has been surprising, and who has been disappointing. We're going to focus on issues like the Cleveland Browns controversy regarding Deshaun Watson, the quarterback situation that happened from Seattle to Denver regarding Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and his future in the league, and just the overall picture of the NFL teams right now and what their future looks going forward for the rest of the season. Uh, we are back with co-host Jesse J, and we are with a special guest, Wendell Whitebear. Wendell, how you doing? Good, good. Good, good, good. Jesse? Yes. How are you? Good, how about you? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a long a long year so far, but we're back to the NFL, so I'm excited. Um, right now, we're going to hit the AFC West. Right now, the Chiefs are currently sitting at the top of the division, 2-0. and And last week's win was kind of ugly, but it was still a win. And I think we snuck away with the win against the Chargers, where uh, Herbert was on a roll, and their, their defense looked like they are actually pretty good. Um, how do you think the Chiefs did last week? And how do you think the Chiefs have done thus far heading into week three? Well, the Chiefs, the biggest thing for the Chiefs is that the the first game against Arizona was everything was clicking, offense, defense. That's what, that's what it's going to look like when the Chiefs are at their best. The Chargers game was interesting because it was the first game their offensive line really, really struggled with Patrick Mahomes. And he doesn't really have chemistry with his receivers yet. So uh, the combination of the offensive line struggling and his receivers and his receivers not having chemistry with him yet created a little bit of a problem when there was broken plays that he wasn't necessarily able to find some of those guys and the timing just wasn't there. Well, why uh, don't you break down 
why why he doesn't have any chemistry with these people anymore. He's only played that, two games and, with them. And, he's and only played two games. And let's touch on on the fact that Tyreek Hill isn't even here anymore, and that's in my opinion a huge loss for the Chiefs wide receiving core. But who do we have new that you think he will be able to get that chemistry, that same chemistry with, like uh, he had with uh, Tyreek Hill? So losing Tyreek Hill is obviously you lose the big playability over the top, uh, the fastest player in the NFL. They added Juju Smith-Schuster, they added Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and they drafted Sky Moore to go with McCall Hardman and Travis Kelsey. The biggest problem the Chiefs have is not just losing Tyreek Hill, because I think Mahomes, Andy Reid, they'll be able to compensate for losing Tyreek Hill. The biggest problem they have is that the chemistry is not there. You have four... You have four new receivers if you also count Justin Watson, who they picked up as a free agent from Tampa Bay. So when the plays are broken, in the past it would be Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and th- those would be his options on broken plays. Now he – really, if you go back and watch the Chargers game, when the play was broken, he was going to Kelsey, he was going to Hardman, and he had the big touchdown to Justin Watson, who he seems to have pretty good chemistry with. The biggest thing is just building chemistry, and that's going to take reps and actual games, like real re- real regular season games for Patrick Mahomes to build that chemistry with his receivers. Uh, the, the bigger problem was the offensive line struggled. Yes. I'm not as worried, I'm not as worried about that. It's, it's still early in the season, but that, that's the combination of the offensive line struggling and his lack of chemistry with his receivers is why the offense struggled. Who do you think the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs is right now? Well, it's Travis Kelsey, but in terms of actual receivers, it's, it's Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. How do you think he's done so far? Uh, he, he was really good against Arizona. Wasn't as effective against the Chargers. I think a lot of that just comes back to timing and just them learning how to use and play <laughs> – them learning how to use Juju Smith-Schuster and Juju learning how to play with Patrick Mahomes. Do you that, think those are the two biggest things? Even even with the lack of chemistry with the wide receiving core, he still has that that consistency with Travis Kelsey. And with that, the Chiefs are number two in scoring offenses through week two, mm-hmm. just one point behind the Bills. And yep. the top six scoring offenses right now, currently in the league, are the Bills with seventy-two points thus far, the Chiefs with seventy-one, the Lions which is unbelievable with the 71. The Eagles with 62, the Dolphins with 62, and the Ravens with 62. So even if we may not be dynamite as explosive as we usually are because of Tyree Kill, we're still we're still right there in the mix at the top. So it's not a well, bad thing. What, do you think we're still we're, st- we're going to still stay in that position after he spreads that ball um ball around around the offense when he he gets that chemistry? Yeah, the Chiefs are going to still score points. They're still going to be really effective offensively. This offense is built to be the more efficient style offense that they tried being last year because the receivers are better. Juju, MVS, Sky Moore, Hardman, Justin Watson, they're better than the group of receivers the Chiefs had last year minus Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you can't just replace Tyreek Hill, but the other guys you can replace. And they they were expendable, and the Chiefs have upgraded at those positions. Also, a healthy Clyde Edwards-Zelaire, uh, Jarek McKinnon. We saw, we saw him getting snaps. Those are the biggest things, and that's how you replace Tyreek Hill. It's just a combination of a bunch of receiving options.
Okay, and Jesse, and we're, um, what do you think about McCall Hardman? The biggest problem with McCall Hardman is they don't really trust his consistency. He's not a great route runner. Uh, a lot of his plays are kind of gadget plays, screens, jet sweeps, quick plays to try to get him the ball. The, the biggest problem is that it doesn't seem like Mahomes really trusts McCall Hardman. Uh, but what we saw in the Chargers game, which I thought was a nice development, is that on third down and big plays, he he started looking for Hardman uh, along with Travis Kelsey. So that that is a good sign for McCall Hardman. But I think just the biggest issue he has is that they don't really trust him and they don't really trust his route running ability. And that's something that he's going to need to improve if he's going to be a consistent part of the offense. He's been in the league four years now. This is contract year. And it is his contract year, and he's played every single game. How is he not getting enough practice to catch the ball? Is so, it because of pressure or what? Because they do the I, same I work think, with him that they do with everybody else. I just think McCole, that's the type of player he is. He's, he's just he's going to be an inconsistent player. At times, he's going to – at times, his route running is not going to be the greatest. At times, he won't always catch the ball. But what we did see in the Chargers game is he had a couple big third-down catches in the game. I do think this is a big season where we will get a chance to see his consistency. True, but also he has has several drop passes on third down heading into the second half. I think what we saw with McCall Hardman is I think it's just about getting him in rhythm of the offense. And last year, it really, until the end of the season, they they couldn't really get him in a rhythm in the offense. So his rookie year, his biggest, probably his most successful, impactful season on the team, it was because Tyreek Hill got hurt and he was getting deep balls. He was getting some of those little screens and you really saw the best of McCall Hardman. I think that's what it's going to take this year is just getting him in a rhythm of the offense. The biggest problem he had was Tyreek Hill. And I think this is the year he will put together some consistency. Don't expect him to be a thousand yard receiver. That's not what he is, but he'll be around seven, 800 yards and he'll be a big play player for this team. Uh, Wendell, what do you think about McCall? McCall, I, I really love McCall Harmon. Like, he he's he's my favorite player from the Chiefs. Like, I can believe I believe he could do I, I I believe he could be a good player. But it, I think Mahomes don't really trust McCall Harmon because he 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 drops the ball like most of the occasions that he he gets open. And then that's a fact. Then when he when he does route running, I mean it's cool. But after after that, he, he drops the ball like. But this but the stuff he's good at. He's like he's good with just weaves off. Like screenplays, like that's most what he got good at. But but if he could catch the ball, like consistently, he would easily be like the the Chiefs' number one receiver and be like not uh, not nine hundred yard receiver, maybe eight hundred. You mean nine thousand yard? Yeah, not not a thousand. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the biggest thing with McCall Hardman is just when they drafted McCall Hardman, it was because they thought they might have to get rid of Tyreek Hill. And he really hasn't been able to fill the role of what Tyreek Hill is. Not to say he's Tyreek Hill, but he's he's 85% of what Tyreek Hill is. The biggest issue he has is route running. And I think what we'll see this year is it'll be a bit improved. And I think some of those easy plays and little out routes and quick passes that Hill did, I think we'll see Hardman take them. Because that's really when they started to get McCall Hardman going late in the season is when they started to give him a little bit more of what Tyreek could do because Tyreek really couldn't do what Tyreek could do. He was more of an underneath Michael Thomas type receiver who would catch 100 passes. McCall Hardman's biggest impact was when they actually let him run some of the deep routes and get some of the jet sweeps. So I, I really think that's the biggest thing for McCall is just finding out 
how you want to use him, because he's not going to be able to do everything Tyreek Hill can do. But he can do about 85% of it, and I think that's how the Chiefs are going to use him. Now let's go to running backs for the Chiefs. Um, any opinions on um, Clyde Edwards-Hurley or Jarek McKinnon? Clyde's been the – he's been really good this year. He's caught the ball well. He's ran hard. He had the 50-yard run that kind of iced the game versus the Chargers. I think the biggest thing for Clyde is just health. If he's healthy, he's going to have a good year. He's not going to have a 1,000 yards rushing probably. What you hope from Clyde is about 700 and 700, about 700 rushing yards, 700 receiving yards. And Can we, can, can we say something and give credit to, to Pacheco? He's been – he did fantastic – the biggest thing for Pacheco is that Pacheco just he did he played at Rutgers. He didn't run behind a good offensive line. It's going to take time with him. He'll have some plays where he really jumps off the he jumps off the screen. He'll have other plays where he maybe picks the wrong hole or he doesn't he doesn't do exactly what he's supposed to do. But that's any rookie running back, especially a rookie running back who's from the seventh round. Pacheco to me is someone who, as we get later in the season, I think they'll start to give him more. For right I, now, it's going to be it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Helaire. It's going to be Jared McKinnon. And Pacheco will mix in a little bit with them. Um, you want to comment on that, Wendell, or no? Yes. Uh, I think I, was, I think Isaiah Pacheco is a good running back, and he got selected from the se- seventh round. Like, um, he's five foot ten. He runs a he he ran a four three in the forty yard dash. Like, what we what we saw against the Cardinals, he was making good plays. Like, agreed. He was like he was he was running through wide open holes for the offensive line. He was just r- running. He did fantastic during, during the game. Yeah, then Claude Edwards Alaire, like if if the Chiefs know how to use Claude Edwards Alaire right, I our running game could be like good. Not like great, but it can be good. Well, yeah, I think the biggest thing too is he's not gonna be a thousand yard rusher. He's gonna be a seven hundred, eight hundred yard rusher, but still be productive, especially when we need him. But you got two good backups in McKinnon and Pacheco who are going to pick up his slack no matter what. So even if Clyde Edwards gets 700 to 800 yards um, this season, you're still going to have, hopefully, Pacheco and McKinnon getting several hundred yards themselves to help the offense to spread a whole lot more. Pacheco gives them the one thing they really don't have other than Ronald Jones, and he hasn't really played. He hasn't played actually at all this year. Pacheco gives them a little bit of power, and he gives them a lot of speed. Clyde, not the burner, even though he had the big run versus the Chargers. He's not really known for being a burner. McKinnon can do it, but he's a guy who's also been a little bit injury prone. Pacheco gives them kind of that Damian Williams type speed and power. So I I think as we get later in the season and he gets more experience, I think that's when you're really going to start to see them kind of give Pacheco more and give him more responsibilities on the team. Did Noah Gray come in the game at all? Noah Gray caught a couple passes. That's what I thought. He, to me, is an interesting player because he can kind of do a little bit of what Kelsey can do. He's developed pretty well as a blocking tight end. I think Noah Gray is an interesting player because he is one of the he's one of the players that I would like to see him get more targets because he can kind of work the middle of the field. And it, Mahomes, he's only caught three passes, but Mahomes has looked for him a couple times on third down. And to me, that kind of jumps out as he he trusts Noah Gray in those situations. And I think as we get later in the season, I'm really interested to see how how Noah Gray develops because he seems like someone Mahomes is starting to lean on or at least look for in big situations. I mean, it's going to sound dumb, but he, he's caught only three catches, but each catch he got was over seven yards. 
Yeah, so, I, I like Noah Gray. He's he gets a good little chunk to get us ahead to not put as much pressure down to, for a loss of a down or anything like that. I think he and Jody Fortson comment or compliment each other pretty well. Fortson is this he's the big tall target that you will throw a jump ball to or you throw you throw it to in the red zone because it's hard to match up with him. Noah Gray can do a lot of the stuff Kelsey can do. He's not as good of a blocker. He's not as good of a route runner. But in terms of kind of working over the middle of the field and being able to kind of separate from uh, slower linebackers or undersized safeties, I think he can do it. And I'm really interested to see if that's with how they use him and if he starts to get more targets. Well, and he, he's he's a little bit shorter than um, Travis Kelsey, so he doesn't have that height over everybody else. But he's still, just in his, his few catches he's already had, the three catches he's already had, I noticed him. And he, I would say he surprised I would, me. I would call it more wiggle. He's got he's got more movement than a Jody Fortson or a uh, Blake Bell, where you can kind of use him over the middle, and I think he can kind of get some. He can create separation easier than the other two tight ends. Any thoughts on uh, Juju Smith-Schuster? I think the biggest thing with Juju is just learning how to play with Pat and just developing chemistry with him. Wasn't really effective against the Chargers. But I think the biggest thing for Juju is just developing chemistry with Pat. And that's just going to take time. That's going to take reps. It'll come. I think some of the one of the bigger issues against the Chargers is that they have a really good defense. They were able to get pressure on Mahomes. In the sometimes when Mahomes was bailing or he would try to when he would try to create off schedule, the receivers aren't there yet. MVS and Juju aren't necessarily at that point yet where they know what Pat wants when a player starts to break down. Whereas he was playing, he played with Pringle and Robinson for years, and they could usually find open space. So that, that'll come, and it'll just take time. Well, it did seem like he wasn't even relevant in the Chargers game. Um, I mean, I mean, the, only good, the positive thing is he didn't have any fumbles, which is the good thing opposed to week one. Um, he uh, seemed to go down last week opposed to week one where – you seem like, okay, well, if this trend continues like this, he's going to have almost 100 yards every game. But he only had 10 yards last game. Yeah, the biggest thing for Juju is just it's gonna it's just going to be repetition and it's going to be timing with Pat and learning how to play with a quarterback that can make plays on broken plays. Because you got to look at the quarterback you played with in Pittsburgh. It was old Ben Roethlisberger who couldn't really move anymore. Um, he could a little bit in Juju's first year or two, but the last couple of years, Ben just can't move. He, he couldn't move at all. So Say it, just Jess. Say it Jess. He was a well, what? He, I don't know. What, what was he? Dude, what did you say in the, in the final podcast of last season? Uh, uh, probably an old, uh, old ass, washed ass, bum ass, burnout quarterback. <laughs> That's maybe what you said. Something like that. But yeah. He, just, he is. He couldn't move. Ben, he, he was, he's basically a walking, he was like a walking sky tower. Or whatever the hell it whatever whatever the hell it is. A walking he corpse. He, he's a building with he's a building with legs who looks like he's about to fall over every damn time he gets pushed, or if he has to move vertically or has to move horizontally. Um. Okay. Let's get to Patrick Mahomes. Any thoughts on Patrick? I thought he played pretty well, given the fact that he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, the, that's the his offensive for- line looked horrible the second game. Um. But I agree with you. I mean, he he's still Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's still a dynamic quarterback who can do anything he he, um, he wants, really. But he can't do it as long as – he can't do it if the line breaks down right, in, right on top of him. 
so that doesn't help him be able to be more diverse in his running skills or his ability his uh, ability to see down the field. The biggest thing with Mahomes is that he is I thought he did a pretty good job managing his receivers and the targets and not trying to force it to one guy. That probably was the biggest problem he had last year is at times he would just force it to Hill and Kelsey. And he had a few picks come off of just him forcing the ball and trying to force feed those two players. Uh, I think the biggest thing we need to look for with Mahomes is just him not forcing the ball. He had, he really only had one pass where he forced it and Asante Samuel Jr. dropped it. And it was the overturned pick. That was really the only time I saw him try to force the ball, and it seemed like he was kind of angry. Then after that, he settled down, and he really didn't have a pass like that the rest of the game. Okay, um, let's move on to the next team in the division, and that is the Chargers. How do you think, I want to say San Diego, but how do you think Los Angeles did? How do you think they've done thus far? The, the Chargers are interesting because I don't, th- I don't like their offensive coordinator. Everything they do is short. They have Justin Herbert, who's a big quarterback, big athletic quarterback with a big arm. And everything they do is short passes and underneath. The few chances they took deep, Michael Williams kind of got the Chiefs a bit. And they were missing Keenan Allen, so that hurts. But I just don't like the way their offense functions. They're, they, they play like Justin Herbert is Ben Roethlisberger, where he has to throw the ball in two seconds or he's just going to get hit and fade to dust. I don't really understand what they're doing. The Chargers defense looked pretty good. They were able to get pressure on Mahomes a little bit, but Mahomes is just a great quarterback, so that's going to be a problem. Right. The, the biggest issue for the Chargers is that Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack, Duran James, those are the three players they lean on and rely on, and they are all injury-prone. So I don't really know if you can expect them to be there by the end of the year. Well, I think Mike Williams has done really good. Um, I've always liked him, and you got Gerald um... – Everett. Everett. So I think their receiving core is really good. I think their defense is good. Um, I think they could uh, – they're going to finish right behind us in the, in the division no matter what, in my opinion. And I think um, no matter what, um, Herbert has the Chiefs number any given Sunday. I mean, he's he's one and three against Patrick Mahomes, so I I don't I really wouldn't say that's having his number. That's just the start. That's not the finish. The biggest the biggest problem with Justin Herbert. Hold on, and two, you're forgetting the fact that he came into the he started playing Mahomes his rookie year. He had to get a heat as as an argument we just made for the Chiefs and their wide receiving core. They have to get used to them. He had to get used to his team coming into that. Okay, as good as Herbert is, he has a he's below five hundred as a quarterback. This is the third year. The excuse that's a fact. If that's a fact, you still can't tell me that man does not have have star written all over him. If the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year, it's going to be directly on Justin Herbert. And to me, if they don't make the playoffs, we can't have him in the same conversations as a Patrick Mahomes or even a Josh Allen. Or or Lamar Jackson, like you have to make the playoffs, and he hasn't done it yet. And now they're probably going to make the playoffs this year, but if they don't, that's directly on him. Good quarterbacks don't miss the playoffs three years in a row. Oh yeah, I'll say that to um, um, what's his name, the head coach for for Dallas, Mike McCarthy. Yes, horrible. Oh, he coach. fucking sucks. Fucking bum ass, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's trash. But we're talking about Dak Prescott in that regards. And not to go to the NFC, but I'm just saying, 
I mean, Dak, Dak is, is, far, is a far Dak is a far superior quarterback than his, than his coach is as a coach. Well, well yeah, because he's that fucking Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. Those two guys fucking suck. I'm just saying. They're, they're two bu- he Dak Prescott is the best quarterback to arguably have the two worst coaches in the NFL. He got Jason Garrett, the clapper, and Mike <laughs> McCarthy, you couldn't manage a Mike McCarthy couldn't manage a fucking lawn a lawn store. Oh boy. My God, just standing there with his fucking that fucking jackass. Oh, he couldn't win God. with Favre or Rogers. He he made one Super Bowl with Favre and Rogers. That guy fucking sucks. Um, let's um go to uh the Denver Broncos. Any thoughts on the Broncos? They 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 fucking suck. The biggest problem is they hired an idiot as their coach. He doesn't really know how to manage the game. He doesn't really know how to coach the game. He is he really basic, just, like, lost? He can't get basic time right. Their play calling sucks. And is, is, also, also the quarterback it, they traded for, just oh, quickly, the quarterback they traded for looks washed. Everybody on that team looks lost. Well, I mean, you take after your coach. And in the case, in the, in the case of the Broncos, their coach looks like an idiot and he looks lost. The job looks too big for him. So everybody, everybody looks lost. And it doesn't help that his quarterback can't move anymore. The biggest thing Russ has... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dad was that he was this, he was an undersized but super athletic quarterback that could extend plays and get first downs with his legs, and he can't do that anymore. Matt Ryan has more rushing yards than he did. Matt Ryan has 12 rushing yards this year. Russell Wilson has five. That's sad. <laughs> Lindo, you want to comment on, on, on the Broncos? Uh, like, Russell Wilson, he's a good quarterback, but he don't have DK Metcalf and Ty Lockett no more because Ty Lockett, he was a deep threat. Like, the, Russell Wilson has one of the best deep balls in the whole NFL. Like That's a fact. He, he, he was throwing it to Lockett. Lockett was making good catches with them, too. And, and DK Metcalf? That dude is big, like he he's fast. Like Russell Wilson don't have that with no more. They got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Ju- Jerry Judy, um, the Hamler dude, and uh, their tight ends, Alex uh, Alex O and uh, their their receivers are now like Ty Lockett and, and DK Metcalf. Yeah, I, I just I just think the biggest problem with the Broncos is that. We well not we because I I wouldn't upgrade them because they fucking suck. People <laughs> overrated the Broncos because they saw how good their defense was last year scoring wise. If you look at their numbers, they were pretty bad statistically. The only thing redeemable about their defense was scoring defense. Well, you fired the coach who was a defensive mastermind in Vic Fangio, so their defense is taking a step back. 
and their offense is full of guys who are okay but not proven. The the most proven guy on that offense is Cortland Sutton, and he's I think he's pretty average. He had 1,000 yards a year in 2019. He got hurt in 2020. In 2021, he was okay. And to me, this year, he just looks okay. Yeah, Russ has been a huge disappointment. I am shocked that they were doing – they look lost. Again, I'm just going to reiterate that point. They look lost 100%. Um, I'm not sure what he's looking for because when he looks in that – when he gets in that pocket, when he says hiking, gets in that pocket, he doesn't know where the fuck he's going. He doesn't know where – He's supposed to look at. Honestly, that's where that's what I get from him every time I see him in that uniform. I just don't know. Are we gonna say that it was the system in Seattle that was better? Or was it the quarterback? Was Pete Carroll the genius behind Russell Wilson, or was Russell Wilson the genius to to, to Pete Carroll? It was a combination of both. Pete Carroll's a great defensive mind. He built a great defense, but you also needed a quarterback that was good enough to win a Super Bowl, and they did. They got to two of them. But since then, you know, it, as good as Russ has been, he hasn't made an NFC Championship game since they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It, it just Russ is really good, but I think what we're learning is that he's lost. He's lost. It looks like he's lost a little bit of a step, and that's a that's a problem when you're an undersized quarterback who he, they're asking him to be a quick passing quarterback who's got a completion percentage. They're asking him to be Drew Brees, and he's not Drew Brees. That's the biggest problem. I think that's the easiest way to put it. They're asking him to be Drew Brees, and he's not Drew Brees. Facts. Okay. Um, we're going to fly over the Broncos, and next is the Raiders. They are. What do you think? Wendell, what do you got to say about the Raiders? They are the most overrated team in the NFL. I don't care what people say. Like, How did they blow a 23-point lead against the Arizona Cardinals? They're like, how the ref, how did you fumble the ball two times in overtime? Like, dude, then. I don't know, like in the second court, and it's after the second half. I don't even know what happened to the Raiders. Like I was watching, I was watching the game. I was like, what happened to them? Like offensively, because they couldn't score any points, and then they couldn't move anywhere. Then defensively, they was just like lost. The biggest thing with the Raiders is that once again, I think we we overvalued them because they made two splash moves. They traded for Devontae Adams, and they signed Chris uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, the defensive end. So when people looked at him, they saw Chandler Jones and Max Crosby as the as the pass rushers. Okay, that that's a pretty good duo. One of the better duos in the league. The problem is that the rest of their defense sucks. Their defensive tackles aren't good. Their linebackers aren't good. Their safeties aren't good. Their corners definitely aren't good. And their de- their defense is just bad. The Raiders. Okay, they trade for Devontae Adams. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller. That's a pretty good trio of pass catching options. The problem is their offensive line is awful. They can't really protect Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not particularly good under pressure. And what we're seeing is him get hit a lot. And they can't really run the ball to help Derek Carr. So it's just him throwing the ball 40 or 50 times. And that's not really what Derek Carr is. He's You've got to have a running game with Derek is, Carr. Is, is Josh McDaniels on the hot seat? He's probably not going to be in the hot seat because I don't think the Raiders are going to fire him. But if it was any other team other than the Raiders or a very few select teams in the league, he probably would be on the hot seat. Yeah, because he looks – I don't know what the hell he's doing. Do you think the Raiders can make the playoffs as of right now? I, they can't, I mean, they have the talent to make the playoffs, at least offensively. And they'll give some teams trouble with their pass rush. But I, I just – I don't think what they are right now is a playoff team. They, they just don't – they don't look like a playoff team. They look like a team that 
we went all in on a receiver and a pass rusher, and the rest of our roster is probably like what a C, a C minus. Is it fair to say they have one of the best wide receiving cores in the league? Yeah, they have a great trio. Waller is really good. Hunter Renfro is really good, although he fumbled and lost in the game because he, he fumbled and he got returned for a touchdown. And Devontae Adams is good. The problem is Devontae Adams isn't playing with Aaron Rodgers, who can get him the ball in any situation. He's playing with Derek Carr, who's going to one or two hop him every time because he's not good. Derek right. Carr is the most average quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say Ryan Tannehill, but we'll get to that later. Uh, um, Ryan Tannehill made an, an AFC championship game. You I'm tired of hearing you, okay? You, you, never, you, never, you never get the credit to Phillip Rivers, okay? Ryan Tannehill's, anyway. Ryan Tannehill's booty juice. I mean, he is. Ryan Tannehill is a – he is a the perfect encapsulation of a quarterback who's really good, but he's not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl unless you have a lot of pieces around it. To me, he's just – he is like two steps below Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's like the very bottom you can get unless you're going to have a great defense and a great head coach. He's the – like Matt Stafford's like the very bottom you can get in terms of franchise quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl. Just and he can he can lead a great offense or he can lead a good to great offense. Ryan Tannehill is like a couple steps below that, but Ryan Tannehill like you can you can get to a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. You just have to have a great defense and Derrick Henry on the all time playoff run in the history of the NFL. And he got close. He just he couldn't get there. He lost to a better quarterback, a way better quarterback. Okay, well let's uh, move on from. The AFC West to the AFC East. How about them Bills? Feeling good. The biggest thing with the Bills is that they – I'm interested to see – basically the first half of their schedule is where they have all their tough games. The second half, they're a lot of Patriots. I think they play the, I think they play the Dolphins once, and then you're playing the Jets. So I think the biggest thing with the Bills is that you want to you see them get the one seed this year. Last year, they lost games at Jacksonville. Uh, they, I think they nearly lost the game to Atlanta, if not lost the game to Atlanta. Th that's the biggest issue with the Bills is they need to get the one seed. If they don't have the one seed, they're going to have to go to Arrowhead. They're going to have to go to maybe a Baltimore. And I don't think that's what they want to do. But if, uh, Buffalo, not that the regular season doesn't matter to Buffalo, but it's about getting the one seed. That is that should be their one goal. If they get the number one seed, can the Chiefs beat Buffalo in Buffalo? Yeah, you have Patrick Mahomes. As okay. long as you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and Andy Reid as your head coach, you can win any game in the NFL. Let's stop right there. But yeah, on, on Andy Reid. But yeah, Andy Reid is good. But some plays he just messed up. Like he was doing a screenplay on, on the third and eleven. Like you got to pass the ball like a deep or a. Well, the biggest problem with Andy Reid is that yeah he 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 loves running short side jet sweeps on third down or fourth down. If he could quit doing that and they just run the ball with their big offensive line, I think they'd be good. That that's probably Andy's biggest thing is sometimes he'll try to outthink people too much when your offensive line is really good. Just put the fullback in and run a fullback dive or just run up the middle. Do you think? Uh... Oh, oh, how do I say this? Is, well, because of the Bills, though, the Bills, the Bills have everything you need to get to the Super Bowl. It's about actually doing it in the playoffs. You have to do it in the playoffs. How important is Micah Hyde to their defense? 
he's out for the rest of the season. Is he in, is he is, a, is he an important factor for that defense or no? Yeah, it's, it's a huge thing for the Bills because the Bills didn't really allow a ton of big plays last year because they had two good safeties in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And Micah Hyde's so he, out with a neck injury, by the way. He's out for the year. He's not coming back this season. So that that that's difficult because that takes away one of the better safeties in the league and that probably the best safety combination in the league. So you're they're going to be tested against the Dolphins because they play them twice. And you know Tyree Kill... If you're not, if you don't play the right defense, can beat you. Even with Noodle Arm Tua, he can beat you because he's just, he's always open. If you're going to play single height, or you're just not going to put a safety back there. Okay, um, Noodle Arm Tua. I don't know anything about his backup, but Jaquan Johnson is he any good? I have no idea. Okay, well we're about to find out then. All right, well let's go to the uh, next team in the. Uh, in the division, and that's the Dolphins. What do you think? I don't think two is that good, but Tyreek Hill can make him look good enough. So what I expect from the Dolphins is I thought they'd probably be like a 9 or 10 win team, but the biggest problem would be but the biggest problem would be Tua, because Tua is Tua's going to make or break this team. If he's not good, they'll, they'll they're probably not going to make the playoffs. If he's good, they have a chance to get to the playoffs and probably win a couple games. The biggest thing about the Dolphins is the biggest thing with the Dolphins is Tua and how good we're going to learn how good Tua is this year. If he's really, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but if he's a top 12 to top 16 quarterback, top half of the league, they can make playoffs and have a chance to win a game or two and really make a run. If he's not, they're not going to make playoffs. Well, I've always been a huge fan of Tua. I told you that. I bet you are. I'm a quarterback. You're a hater. I I know. I'm a quarterback guy. I told you since. I bet you like Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers too. That's a fact. Because you know what? Ben was a beast. And you can't deny that. In his heyday, nobody could beat him. That's just a fact. Tom Brady Brady beat the hell out of him all the time. But okay. Okay. That's one game. He he did not stop him from winning a Super Bowl, did he? he No, he did not. Yes, he did. He beat him in the AFC Championship game. Oh, one time. Uh, Two times, actually. Prove it. Ben's first year as a starter, when they went 15-1, and they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Is it crazy that that, then the 2016 season has the most passing yards in the league right now? No, it's not. When you're that good and you're that underrated, people are going to talk shit. On top of it, you figure you got a beast in... Tyreek, Waddle's stepping up. I mean, who doesn't like a penguin dance? I love it. That's how I walk. The Ravens, the only reason Tua had as big of a half as he did is because the Ravens forgot how to play defense. They just let Tyreek Hill run wild. My guess is the teams aren't going to let Tyreek Hill run wild because that's exactly what happens when you let Tyreek Hill run wild. Go ahead, Wendell. Um, like, like defense are obviously going to look for a Tyreek Hill like for deep routes, like everything like that. But it's, if I believe like if Mike Daniels can do that, like I, I believe that Jalen Waddle can get open most of the time because the safeties are going to, uh, corners are going to double team Tyreek and then Jalen Waddle is going to catch the ball and run for like 20 yards because like that, that, that's easily the fastest receiving core in the NFL. Like Jalen Waddle, he's, he ran a 4-4 or 4-3 and Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill ran like a 4-2 in the uh, combo, not in the combo, but in a video. 
I think that's it's one okay. of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Maybe the best. Um, and I'll just tell you how good Tua is. In his first 20 games versus <laughs> Tua's first 20 uh, career starts versus Joshua Allen's first 20 career starts, Tua's better. Mm-hmm. Do it in the playoffs. How about that? Okay. Did he have anybody to take him to the playoffs? Do it the with his receiving core, his offensive line, Do his defense? No, no, and no. Do it in the playoffs, Tua. New in line. 20 career starts, Tua had 4,336 passing yards. Josh Allen, 3,727. Are you trying to say you would take Tua over Let me Josh finish Allen? speaking, please. Tua had 32 touchdowns in 20 games. Josh Allen had 32 touchdowns. 15 interceptions for Tua. 19 for Allen. 66.2 completion percentage versus Allen, 55.4. 13-7 record. Allen, 11-9. Okay, who's been to the playoffs? And who's actually won playoff games? Who's lost all of them, so it doesn't even matter, right? If you win, you win. I'm sorry, did he win a Super Bowl? No, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay, Tua, you got to get to the playoffs first. My biggest problem with Tua is Tua had one big game. I think Tua is is showing he could probably be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. He's not a franchise quarterback. He does not make the throws a franchise quarterback makes. He's got Tyreek Hill, so if teams play single high or they just don't put a safety deep, Tyreek Hill's going to run wild and he'll look amazing. Up until that fourth quarter, though, Tua looked very pedestrian. And then the Ravens forgot how to play defense. The He's got the most issue. touchdowns in the league right now. He's got the most passing yards in the league right now. Tua's been going. Oh, it's week two. I'm just saying. It's still week two. Yeah. He could do that's, a lot more. That's like, okay, I mean, that's like saying, you know what, Joe Flacco, he had the, he's the best quarterback in the NFL based off of two weeks. I mean... We'll get to that in a second. Um, what do you want to comment on anything else before we go I to next? You like Joe Flacco, don't you? You like Joe Flacco. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say, like Josh Allen, he, he is a good playoff performer, but Mahomes own uh, Josh Allen. He, Josh Allen is owing two against Mahomes. Like if Mahomes wasn't there, he probably make he probably went to the Super Bowl. But he can't he can't make it past Mahomes though. That's all I got to say. Like, Let's knock on wood. Somebody knock on. Oh, okay. Um, next. Let's go to J-E-T-S, Jets. How do you think they've done so far? I thought week one, Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco. Horrible. As of the current Joe Flacco, he's been for the past couple years. But last week, what the hell happened? I'm surprised. They won. The The Jets, the Jets have good, I think they have good position players. They just, their quarterback is Joe Flacco. And... They're, I, th- I think the biggest thing with the Jets is the Jets have some guys on defense. You have Quentin Williams. You have Sauce Gardner. They, they've got a couple guys. On offense, Garrett Wilson is really good. They drafted him in the first round this year. He's really good. And he's the guy who caught the game-winning touchdown from Joe Flacco. So if Zach Wilson's healthy, I'm interested to see how he looks in this offense. Joe Flacco, I thought he did a pretty good job against the Browns of just hitting his guys. The Jets... If if Zach Wilson is healthy and he's actually good and plays up to being a number two pick in the draft, they could be frisky. Probably not a playoff team, but like they could win seven or eight games and be frisky. The biggest issue with them is you just don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be like. 
But the, number one the, Jets, the, the, Jets to, the number one way to the Jets to win the game versus the Bengals this week is going to be not to pass the ball. It's going to be run the ball nonstop. That's just the key to the game. I would disagree with that. I think I, I think the Jets have the, the receivers to throw on uh, the Bengals. Majority, though. Majority. The run ba- the ball no matter what. This game's really interesting because the Bengals' offensive line is, has has struggled a lot. Now they've gone up in the first two weeks against T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons. In this game, if Quinn Williams and Carl Lawson from the Jets play well, the Jets will have a chance late to win this game. It's a, it's it's basically that simple. We're we're gonna find out how good the Jets actually are, and if they could be a seven or eight win team, or if. Last week was kind of last week was kind of a mirage, and they're more like a four or five win team. Can the Jets surpass the Patriots in that division? I think it's possible. The Patriots offense sucks. They have Matt Patricia calling plays. I think Bill Belichick is a great coach, and I think he's got a pretty good defense. But the the Patriots are going to be in a lot of seventeen fourteen side games, and a team like the Jets, even if they have Joe Flacco playing quarterback, they have way more offensive weapons than the Patriots, and they could easily beat the Patriots. Okay, well, let's which go to the could, Patriots. Which could decide the difference between, you know, six, seven wins in the division and could catapult the Jets over the Patriots. Right. Um, well, let's talk about the Jets. Uh, real quick, um, Mac Jones looks horrible. Oh, yeah, you know. He, I'm sorry, let's go to the not, Patriots. I'm sorry, not the Jets. I apologize. Let's go to the Patriots. Mac Jones looks horrible. Yeah, no, he looks terrible. And uh, that's what happens when you have a defensive coordinator who's not actually very good at his job call plays for you as your offense coordinator. Yep, they don't really have a ton of weapons. Their offensive line's kind of just okay. They like to run the ball a lot. That team just the the only redeeming quality about the Patriots is their defense is pretty good. They might have uh, somewhere in the range of a top eight, twelve defense. Maybe it's a little bit better because they have Belichick. That that offense isn't going to win anything though. Mac Jones, I didn't think Mac Jones was that good anyways, but when you put him with Matt Patricia, that has a recipe for disaster. Who was a horrible coach in the first place? I just don't. It didn't make any sense. He was a bad defensive coordinator who they made an offensive coordinator. I mean, if he was a good offensive coordinator, coordinator Matthew Stafford would have a Super Bowl in Detroit. Well, that's the thing, though. He's not an offensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just Matt Patricia calling plays for you is just never a good idea. I mean, the. I guess it's a better option than Joe Judge calling plays for you, Mr. I'm going to call a quarterback sneak on third and 15. <laughs> That's a that fact. Guy. Oh, God. At least well, he's not calling plays. I think the Patriots plays. are not going to do well at all this year. I just don't see it. And they're going to – I think Bill Belichick is going to be on the hot seat in the next couple of years. Honestly, I think he's going to be gone. Or he's uh, going to quit. He's going to quit. I think this season is huge because I think if this, if the Patriots go five and twelve this year, I think we're going to start talking about Belichick being in his last year next year. Yep. It, I, I just that team doesn't. They don't. Maybe they sneak in the playoffs because Belichick can get them to nine or ten wins. He like he did last year. I just don't think that team has a ton of talent at all. Well, and they don't have the quarterback that Brady was in the, in that system. Well, it's not like that. They don't. They don't have Brady. They don't have. They also don't have any weapons. 
they they just they don't really have much of anything. They're just a very average to a little bit below average team. Go ahead, Wendell. But if the Patriots don't do good this year, this might sound crazy, but I think Bill Belichick, Belichick will retire after this season because like they're they're like in rebuild mode. Like Matt Jones, he looked terrible like ever since week one. Then their defense it, it looks all right, but they lost J.C. Jackson, one of the best corners in the league, that he went to the Chargers and uh. Yeah, they just lost everything. They don't look good. Yeah. All right, next is the uh, AFC North. What do you think about the Ravens? The Ravens are really good. Their defense actually might be a problem. They just inexplicably let Tua throw all over them and let Tyreek Hill run free in their secondary. I'm interested to see what they, how they fix that over the course of the season and what they do to try to fix that. I think Lamar's in for a big year. I think he's going to be he'll, – he'll be a guy who probably gets MVP votes. The biggest issue with the Ravens is I just don't like the receivers that much. I think Rashad Bateman is really good. Uh, Demarcus Robinson is getting a lot of snaps for them. That's probably not a good idea. I, I, just, I think the biggest thing with the Ravens is that they're going to – it's going to be – a game against whether it's the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, whoever, they're going to need to throw the ball. And the question is, can they throw the ball? And the, the honest answer is, I don't know. Because I look at the receivers, and outside of Bateman, who I think is pretty good, and Mark Andrews, the tight end, I don't really know if you can trust their passing game to consistently put up points with the Chiefs or the Bills. Well, um, I think Lamar Jackson is still the problem. Of course you do. You, of course you hate Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, on top of that, something is just not going to go right for the Ravens. If he's willing to fucking bullshit with his contract and he thinks he deserves more money or whatever he thinks and he's turning down $145 million or $245 million, whatever the fuck it was, they can find somebody else. You're not finding a quarterback as good as Lamar Jackson. You're n- just get that thought out of your mind. The, the Ravens are not going to upgrade from Lamar Jackson. Okay. Dak Prescott would be better in that system. I like Dak Prescott. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you're, 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 if you're the drunk. Make that, if the Cowboys can make that trade tomorrow, they would. Lamar's better than Dak. I said, what? Ooh, he he said better Lamar's than better than Dak. Yeah, he is. I'm saying Dak's better than Lamar. Well, I would also say, I would also say, are you drunk? That'd be the question I'd ask you. What, what, what makes you think that, that Dak is better than Lamar? His arm. Okay. I mean, other than Dak not being able to stay healthy and him having, what, the same amount of playoff wins as Lamar? I just... Yes. Lamar has, uh, yeah, tell me about the winning because Lamar, they both have it won. Uh, I still okay. rather take Dak. Okay, who had C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup as the receivers? And then tell um, me who Lamar. We're gonna get to that. It's the fucking you. coach, as you just established. It's the coach. Okay, the, but tell the me players who, are representation of their coach. And you're and, 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 and the sad thing is, Harbaugh is a way better coach than Lamar as a player. Other than other than Mark Andrews, who's the second best player Lamar has thrown to? Um, I don't know. Exactly. You don't know who he's throwing. Other than Mark Andrews, you don't know who he's throwing to. Hollywood Brown 
had a thousand yards last year, and I don't know how he did. He had a ton of targets, and he's not really that good. It was probably because but of his I backup. Hollywood Brown's a nice third receiver on the team. It was probably because of his backup quarterback. Okay. He's way better than Lamar. I don't understand the Lamar hate. I really don't understand Lamar hate. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, you're tripping. Since he's came into the league, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, God forbid he can run and do some fucking some some he threw for 300 yards. Shit. Lamar have never Lamar has never had a top 20 or fixing receiver ever in his whole career. I think. Did Tom Brady? Tom Brady threw a Randy Moss. Randy Moss. One fucking season, people. Randy he Moss. Threw Randy Moss. And he has not. Lamar has not had a fucking longer longer career, obviously, than fucking Brady. So we're not even there yet. So it's still like, no, one season doesn't define the whole fucking encapsulate the whole fucking career. Lamar Tom Brady. Tom Brady threw the. Tom Brady threw to Rob Gronkowski. How are you going to tell me he didn't throw to any? I'm sorry, he's a tight end, not a number one wide receiver. Okay, Okay. I mean, Gronk is out here putting up number one receiver type numbers. I'm not letting that pass. I mean, obviously, the systems have changed in the NFL. That's why. Gronk was putting up those numbers 10 years ago. Exactly, that's my point. It was fucking changing. It had changed. Yeah, but you're trying to... Lamar has not Ask thrown that to a Tony player. Gonzalez. Thank you very much. Lamar has not thrown to a player as good as Randy Moss or Rob Gronkowski. I like Mark Andrews. He's not that good. I don't know where this Mark fucking uh, nut swinging has come from for Lamar, but it's getting pathetic. Lamar is, Lamar is a great quarterback. Mark Andrews is good too. <laughs> yeah, Mark Andrews is good. He's Mark Andrews is a really good player. I think a lot of his stuff comes from the amount of targets he gets. I think he's probably like a 900-yard tight end in another offense. But because he plays with the Ravens and they don't really have a ton of weapons, he gets a, he gets a lot of volume targets. Thanks. Anyways, going to the number one team in the division, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Pretty pissed that they lo- uh, they fucking lost the week before. Oh, the Browns, well, I mean, they're doing fine with Jacoby percent. They probably should be 3-0. Uh, That's my point. They have they have a good running game. They have Amari Cooper, who's been really good for them. Their defense at times is solid. I just don't know what the brand. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 
Their, their running game is fantastic. Nick Chubb is to, to me, to me, the biggest thing with the Browns is they need what what is the record when Deshaun comes back? I know that's the uncomfortable thing to talk about, but what is the record when Deshaun comes back? Because if they're around five hundred, it's a easy exactly. team in the playoffs. Window said it. It's easily better. They're going to improve even more. If the Browns make the playoffs, they'd be one of my dark horse teams. Just I know it's uncomfortable to talk about with Deshaun, but if they're in the playoffs, I don't think you'd want to play the Cleveland. I, I genuinely don't think. To me, that's the type of team that would beat the Bills. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, those two fucking guys monsters, are bro. fucking monsters. That's what I'm saying about Nick Chubb. He's basically like Derrick Henry, but he just I mean, hell, even week one, Kareem Hunt had fucking um, two or three touchdowns. Nick Chubb, I don't know how many he had. Three. Three. Two. Okay, two, whatever. They're fucking destroying people. And Jacoby Brissett has been perfectly fine. The question is whether he can do it for another nine games until they end up getting Deshaun back. Uh, that That's basically the big – to me, that's one of the bigger questions in the AFC is can the Browns get to the playoffs and how does Deshaun look? As it, it, weird as it is with Deshaun, that, that team, if they get in the playoffs, they're a team you don't really want to play. Let me ask you, Jesse. Did the Browns win the division? I, don't, I think the Ravens will win the division, but if the Ravens keep giving if, – if the Ravens players keep getting injured like they did last year and they just have guys falling over and getting injured all the time, I think it's possible because I think the Browns are a lot better than the Steelers. Do you think the Browns win the division window? I, I believe that they will be the two, 2 or 3 seed. But I still think they'll go to the playoffs. Like they're like a 8 or 9 win team. And Lamar, Deshaun comes back what game? Week, week, week 10, 11? 12 or 11. 12. I think yeah, they're going to win. Come- I, I think it's possible they can win the division. And if Deshaun Watson comes back, and no matter what, he's going to stay healthy. Let him do what he does in the offseason in a sense of uh, recouping and getting his mind set, ready, and all the bullshit behind him. He can fucking win that division, and he can fucking go to the AFC Championship. He's that fucking good. But that team alone with that fucking quarterback that they have now, all it's going to do is improve that that offense. Exactly. So all it's going to do is improve that offense and those two running backs. Oh, it's going to be dynamite. And they got a top five line too. I think they do. Any comment, Jesse? Yeah. No. I. I think the Browns are a really interesting team. Uh, they have a ton of talent. The biggest thing is, can they get into the playoffs? Because if they get into the playoffs, they're going to be... That's a team you don't really want to play. Um, what about uh, the Steelers? How do you think feel about them? How do you think uh, Trubisky has done? Yeah, I mean, he's not very good. I could have told you that, though, at the beginning of the season. He's not very good. I, I watch enough of Mr. Trubisky to know he's not good. And the, the quarterback situation isn't very good. I think they probably go to Kenny Pickett, but I just think the Steelers, they're like a seven seed at best. They're just very average. Especially with T.J. Watt being out, their defense goes from top 10-ish to middle of the pack, maybe worse. It's just, that's the biggest thing with Steelers is they're just, they're very average. You know, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And my guess is that they'll probably find a way to get to eight, eight and one, or nine and eight, or yeah, eight, eight and one, or or what, what would it be? It'd be nine, seven, nine, seven and one, or nine and eight. 
they'll find a way to be very average. I don't see them doing anything, but I trust their defense, even with that Watt. But I also trust Tomlin more than anybody. Especially, I trust Tomlin more than any coach in that division. Yeah, I just... The, so, the I mean, biggest... that's, that, it's a wild card, like you're saying. But, I mean, I could see them going above 500 still. To me, the biggest concerns in the division are the Ravens. They don't really have the propensity to stay healthy. The Browns, you're unsure if their quarterback, at least for the first two-thirds of the season, can get them in position to be in the playoffs. And then the Steelers are just very average. How the Steelers lost that game against the Browns, I don't know. Their quarterback sucks. That's why. In the first half, he was good, and the game was competitive. In the second half, at one point, he only he had like three yards for the half. And then he got going a little bit towards the end. Want to comment on anything? This might be hot take, but I don't think the series are making it surplus with the division that they're in because they're going against the Ravens, Bengals, and the Browns. Well, yeah, I just, I, I just think the, the Steelers are probably the most uh, – I would say them and maybe Washington are probably the two most average teams I've seen. Who do you think um, – well, first we're going to go – um, the Bengals, Joe Shisey has turned into Joe Shitty. <laughs> the problem, the problem with the Bengals is they can't block anybody in their, their offensive their line defense, still sucks. Their defense has been okay, but they've, they've given up some big throws. Mitch Trubisky has made big throws on them. Cooper Rush was giving them the business. The biggest issue for the Bengals is they just can't block anybody. And I don't know if you can make the playoffs not being able to block anyone. That's just, that, it's basically simple to say that I think the Bengals have a ton of talent and if they get into the playoffs, they can win games. The problem is their offensive line is so bad, they are going to put themselves in such a big hole. I don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed with them. They haven't done anything that has impressed me at all. I mean, they lost to Cooper Rush. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and then there Evan McPherson like he missed a field goal in, in week one against the Steelers. I thought he would have made that, but Minka blocked that. And then Chris Boswell from Pittsburgh, he made the he made a field goal, even though he missed the one before he made it. After that, yeah, I just I just think that's the biggest problem with the Bengals is that it just it looks like it looks like they. The biggest thing about the Bengals was they won 10 games. They end up making the crazy run to the Super Bowl. Lucky. It looks like they're kind of regressing to the mean. I thought last year at times they looked pretty average, but they had they had a ton of offensive talent. The defense at times was up and down. They had a battle line, and it's basically the same things playing out this year. Except Is this like, a contract of, year for Jamar Chase? No, he can't get one to after next season. Next season, okay. T. Higgins is someone they have to make a decision on, though. Uh, I, he will... I, it'll be interesting to see if they try to extend him this offseason because if they don't, he'll be going into next year uh, with his final year and he will be a free agent once they franchise tag him after the 2023 season. Copy that. Um, where do we go now? And it's the AFC South. AFC South. The worst division in football. Okay. Yeah, can I, I'll just, 
I don't think we need to go through all these teams. They all suck, except the Jags have Trevor Lawrence, and he is a pretty good young quarterback. I agree. The Colts suck. The Texans suck. The Titans look like they're about to have to rebuild their entire team. Derrick Henry doesn't look the same. They've that team traded the Titans traded AJ Brown to the Eagles. Derrick Henry offenses. finally got hit like Queen Henry the other day. Boy, that boy got knocked. I just that that division sucks. My, it, it won't. It wouldn't shock me if the Jaguars end up winning that division. Oh my God! I would be so happy most, to see Trevor Lawrence in that division. They're the most competent team in that division, and they probably have the best quarterback in that division. Even a, so, you're so Matt Ryan was still trying to win games, and he was still he doing good. No, he's he's done. He that he's cooked. Lawrence is better than Matt Ryan. I yeah, think he's Nick Mills too. Trevor Lawrence is significantly better than Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. But the Colts are so the, the Colts are still favorite to win the division. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, uh huh. Give it two weeks, and we'll see where they're at. That's all I'm saying. If you breathe on Matt Ryan, he'll fall over and just turn into dust. Oh my God! Matt Ryan's like 50 years old. And okay. then you have Davis Mills. You have long neck Davis Mills with the Texans. He's just kind of all right. He kind of looks like a backup quarterback. Tannehill looks done without a good Derrick Henry or AJ Brown on his team, and basically leaves the Jaguars. What about Denzel's Mims? He's on the Jets. I know. They're talking about him going to um, the Colts. Does that help them at all? I mean, they, they, yeah, he'd probably be the best receiver. He'd probably be the second best receiver on the team. Maybe the third. They drafted Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati in the second round. They have Michael Pittman uh, Jr. He's, he's pretty good. You said Alec Pierce, right? Alec Pierce for the Colts, yeah. They drafted him out of Cincinnati in the second round. They, uh, Mims would probably play a lot for him if they traded for him. I just, the Colts just, they don't have a, they don't have great weapons. Their offensive line is taking a step back because guys have gotten injured and retired. Uh, the quarterback isn't any good. Their running back's good, but he's been a little bit banged up. And their defense doesn't have their best player. So it's, other than that, it's going great for the Colts. <laughs> Well, I, I honestly hope that um, Trevor Lawrence can win that division I, I, for, for the Jags. I mean, that'd be phenomenal because I've always been a huge fan. And who it's probably one of the only two quarterbacks I've seen in, in college football that I just liked. Who are we all picking to win this division? Because I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking the Jags. Wendell? Jags. Jags. Okay. I just think they're the obvious choice. The, from what I've seen from the Colts, that doesn't look like a playoff team. The Titans, maybe they can get a turn around and Derrick Henry can play a little bit better, but I, they just, Ryan Tannehill doesn't look any good. Derrick Henry doesn't look any good. And they have a bunch of young receivers on the Titans. The Texans look done already. <laughs> I mean, that just leaves the Jags. That's it. Well, let's go to the NFC West. Also, yeah. lastly, the Jags, I think, have the best coach in that division in Doug Peterson. I think he's by far the best coach in that division. Oh, for sure. I 1,000% agree. I agree, too. Uh, let's go to the NFC West, which is looking like the NFC East with their uh, fucking 500 division right now. Everybody's 500 right now. Um, I don't know what's the team first you want to speak about, but let's go with the Seahawks. How do you think they're doing? They have no – Geno Smith is their quarterback. That's basically all I need to say about them. Geno Smith is their quarterback. They're not going to be very good. They have – they have two Ferraris in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, but you have you're trying to throw to them with like a like a one of those baby catapult or toy catapults, and that's Geno Smith. 
I think he's playing well. He's playing fine, but he's Geno Smith. He he's built in games he can kind of just check down. Sometimes and you can't let history dictate your future, and I think he's okay, not so going to allow that to think, happen. What do you think the Seahawks are like a seven, like a six or seven one team? Like that's what they are at best is a six or seven one team. Well, if that division is only going to be like the NFC East and be five hundred oh, no, no. or sub five hundred, then the Cardinals, the card, the Cardinals, Rams, or 49ers will figure it out. I think the 49ers probably win the division because they just the 49ers have just the, they have the best coach and probably the best quarterback so far in that division. I mean, Kyler Murray's really good, but like I don't really trust Kyler Murray. From you're a fucking hater for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is top ten. He he looks done. I don't think how I didn't think I don't think Matt Stafford looked that good. I he was terrible against the Bills. I thought he was pretty good against the Falcons, but the Falcons also stink. The Rams kind of look old and slow to me. They'll Rams probably be a playoff division. team. Rams win that division. I don't know. I think the 49ers are better. I think they're a lot better. What, what I don't understand is how you're giving this fucking backup quarterback all this fucking money still instead of shipping him off. But you know what? It worked out in their favor for having him on that fucking roster still. They fucking because, lucked because in. Because he's Jimmy G. He's so handsome they couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so but, handsome they couldn't get rid of him. This will lead them to the Super Bowl. Oh my God, you're so fucking a so, second one. Oh my God, Jess, what the hell, He's, man? He nearly made it last year. This year, this is Jimmy G's year to get to the Super Bowl again. He'll lose, but damn it, he'll get to a second Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, every every year. Well, that's what, what's crazy? Well, what's crazy is for each game that uh, the forty uh, Jimmy uh, G plays at least twenty five percent of the snaps, he earns two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's fucking dumb. And if the and the Forty Nineers win the game. He'll earn another hundred thousand dollars. I don't think the 49ers really expect him to be on the team, though. He restructured his contract so he could be the backup. I also think they thought, well, some quarterback's gonna get injured at some point, so we'll just trade him then. The problem was it was their quarterback who got injured, so Jimmy yeah. G's their quarterback now. I mean, Jimmy G led them to like two or three NFC championships, even though he's he's mid, but I, I like the 49ers, 49ers defense a lot. Like Nick Bosa, easily one of, one of the best defensive ends in the league. I think he's better than his brother Joey Bosa. He's definitely yeah. I mean, Nick Bosa is a really good player. He's really he's really really good. Is Jalen Ramsey overrated anymore? Jalen Ramsey is a good player. He's not the best corner in the NFL any, anymore though. Who would you say is number one? <clears throat> I think when he's healthy, probably J.C. Jackson, but he. He was also getting cooked by Justin Watson, so I think that's I think it's up for debate. Maybe Jair Alexander for the uh, Packers when he's healthy. That's tough. That's tough. I say I say Jair. Or AJ Terrell, he's one of them. Qu- quarterbacks are just so up and down. Sometimes, like Jalen Ramsey, everyone loved Jalen Ramsey, and then he's just, over the last couple of years he's kind of up and down. Sometimes yep. he'll be really good. Sometimes he'll be really bad. That, that's kind of the nature of the cornerback position in 2022. Uh, I, I don't think Jalen Ramsey is the top corner in the NFL anymore. There, I, though he gets he gets cooked way too much now. Well, and shout out to the Rams for becoming the seventh NFL franchise to win 600 games after their win uh, last Sunday. So shout out to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Yeah, old ass Matthew Stafford. I've had elbow issues with Matthew Stafford now. God, he got it right before Doug Prescott. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, nothing. He Matt Stafford plays in the perfect situation for him. He's got the receiver. He's got the coach. Uh, he had a pretty good running game until they just forgot how to run the ball. What do you think about yeah. Trey Lance? 
Trey Lance, uh, I don't think we have a complete picture of him. I I don't think he's I don't think he's that good, but he doesn't have enough he doesn't have enough starts for me to actually have a real good look at how good he is. Right, he, right. Because he was a, he was a raw player coming out. To me, he was kind of facing that same trajectory as like a Josh Allen, where you're gonna have to give him probably two two and a half seasons before you know if he's good or not. Which is about what it took with Josh Allen. It took him about two and a half seasons to figure it out. I think it was gonna probably take the same for Trey Lance. Uh, but you just. I, there's not enough to know if he's good or not. I I tend to think he's not very good, but you just you can't definitively say he's good or not. Are you okay? Let's go to the last team in the division, um, the Cardinals. Are you still sold on them? I I think Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, but I don't ever. Well, hold on. He's, my he's, question is, are you buying them? Hold on. Right question is, are you buying them? Or are you selling the Cardinals? I think the NFC sucks, so I'll just take the Cardinals to be in the playoffs. I just. Kyle Murray is basically Jay Cutler, where you're not really sure if he cares about you. No, bro, no. He, you're not really sure if he cares about playing, and sometimes he'll just do some wacky shit. Let's be honest. The only out. person who has an arm like Jay Cutler in that division is Matthew Stafford. Okay, I mean, are we talking 20, 2015 we're Matthew Stafford about, or 2022 Matthew Stafford? We're talking about prime time Jay Cutler. Okay, just digressing from that. Kyler <laughs> uh, Murray, uh, I'm not really sure with the Cardinals because they're not really overly healthy right now. They Their get defense DeAndre looks Hopkins horrible. Back. They get DeAndre Hopkins back after week uh, after week six or after after the first six games. I I don't know. Uh, I think the Cardinals they can easily make the playoffs because the NFC sucks as a conference uh, as a whole. I think they're probably a wild card team, and they probably lose in the wild card round. But Kyler Murray is just good enough where he could probably beat what the he could probably beat the winner who I don't know he he could beat most of those teams. I just I just think it's about for the Cardinals it's about getting in the playoffs because the NFC is not there's no elite teams in the NFC. So if you get in the playoffs, you have a chance to win. Any well, team that gets in the and, any and team Rams, that gets in the playoffs in the NFC can make the Super Bowl, which is crazy to say. But it's <laughs> any team that makes the playoffs in the NFC can make the Super Bowl, and I think that's a fact. The that's Cardinals the are good enough to make it. Ten years, I think the Cardinals are good enough to be in the playoffs this year. So, yeah, in theory, they could get to the Super Bowl with Kyler Murray. I wouldn't predict it, but they're definitely good enough to get to the playoffs. I well, the, the Rams the are about to take, not good. The Rams are about to take the lead the, in that division after they beat the Cardinals this weekend. Because the history against for between the the Rams with Matthew, Matthew Stafford and the Cardinals. How dare you discount Jimmy G? You're discounting Jimmy G. He's going to win that division. Dude, we have had this conversation a million times about Jimmy G on these podcasts. And you have shit on him nonstop. On top of that, Jack, Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. So I, make your mind up. Make your fucking mind up. I'm proud of you. Going I, I in don't like circles. What, you, do you like what I'm seeing from Matthew Stafford? I don't like. He looks kind of washed. No, no. He looks kind of washed. No, it's his receivers. Okay, uh-huh. uh Yeah, yeah. same receivers so, you saw you, last with year. With the exclusion of Cup. With the ex- with the exclusion of Cup. Same tight end, same receivers. That's okay. okay. That doesn't matter. It's not the same fucking season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, to to your justification. Uh, how, dare, how dare you? How dare you hate Jimmy G? He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been in strippers' asses that you'd never even get to smell. Jimmy G choked in the Super Bowl. 
Well, well yeah, of course, because he's Jimmy G. He's he's Jimmy G. Of course, he choked on Super Bowl. See how he talks to it. But that doesn't that doesn't discount the fact that he the 49ers are the best team in the NFC West. I disagree. Well, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um NFC East. Oh god, this division stinks. It's so bad, but um I well, I still like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are gonna win that division. The the um, Eagles are a good team. It's the rest of the division. The, you don't really know. The Eagles the Eagles season is going to come down to how good Jalen Hurts is going to be. If Jalen Hurts takes the next step and can become a top 10 quarterback, they have a chance for him to win the Super Bowl. If he's not, they'll probably lose to a team like the Packers or the Bucks or a team that has a better quarterback than them. It's basically, That's basically it. Can yeah. Jalen Hurts take the next step and be a top 10 quarterback, or is he going to just be a middle-tier quarterback? If he's the top ten quarterback, that team could make the Super Bowl in in a pretty weak conference. Well, um, I everything you said I echo. Um, and the team that's tied with them right now for the first place is the Giants. That's crazy. I will say I am shocked just in the past two games how well Saquon Barkley has done. He's healthy. That, he's healthy. Like, he's healthy and he's got a coach who's not an idiot, so that helps. Agreed. And you know what? The first game they won, they were shocked that the fucking coach played him the way they did. But you know what? It worked out. The Giants are an interesting team because if they start, if they they're they're two and zero, they play the Cowboys on Monday night. If they start three and zero, we have to start talking about them as a possible playoff team. I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they could be a wild card team. Uh, I don't really know what that would look like with the Giants in the playoffs. I think they'd get smoked, but once again. If you make the playoffs, none of these teams are so much better than the other teams that it, it's not crazy to think the Giants accidentally end up in an NFC Championship game if they somehow make the playoffs. It's really right. not, just given how weak the NFC is as a whole. Anything else uh, you guys want to say about the Giants or no? I, I think the ball's done a nice shot with them. Okay. Um, next is the Commanders and the Cowboys. I'm still not sold on um, Carson Wentz. I still think he's overrated, and I was – the wrong person they should have put in at the quarterback spot. Um, and I think who else is out for the season? Um, uh, no, for, for Washington. Um, was it McLaren? Ch- well, Chase Young's on the PUP right now. Okay, maybe it was Chase Young. Somebody seen, I seen was out for the uh, for the rest of the season. I don't remember if it was McLaren, which I don't uh, think it was. If Maybe it was Chase Young? I'm not sure. Uh, the biggest thing with Washington is they're the most painfully average team I've seen. If they're fully healthy with their defense, they have a chance to be pretty good. In the play- they have a chance to make the playoffs and be pretty good. But then you remember Carson Wentz is their quarterback, so they'll probably they'll probably fuck it up. They'll probably have a twenty-eight to like a twenty-eight nothing lead on the Bucks in the playoffs, and then Wentz will throw like three picks, and then end the game on a pick six. I mean, he, he's the most second. He's ranked the second. Uh, he's the second leading uh, passer in the league right now. Uh huh. And it's right behind Joe Flacco, who's the number one leading passer in the league. No, two is number one. It's the most yeah, yeah, that, that was a joke. Two is number it's one. Two. It's West number two, and Flacco's number three, I believe. I just think Washington. The biggest thing for Washington is they they have all they have good offensive weapons. When the defense is fully healthy, they're going to have a chance to be pretty good and give you a good pass rush. <laughs> I just don't trust their quarterback. They're probably just going to be in an eight and nine team, nine and eight team. 
because their quarterback is Carson Wentz, and he'll find a way to lose three or four games. He should win. Here has a breakdown. Breakdown for top five passing leaders uh, heading into week three. Tua was 739 yards. Wentz with 650. Joe Flacco with 616. Is he elite? Josh is Allen. He, is he elite? Joe Flacco. Josh, and Josh Allen with 614 at number four. And Justin Herbert with 613 right behind um, Josh Allen by a yard and a couple yards behind Joe Flacco. So Tua number one, Wentz number two, Flacco number three, Allen number four, and Herbert number five. Other than Allen, do we expect any of those quarterbacks to be playing on Championship Sunday? Yes. Who? The ones I just said? You don't see Josh Allen being a contender? No, I said other than Josh Allen. Who you do didn't we see? say that. Justin Herbert. I said other than Josh Allen. Who do we – do any of those quarterbacks, do we expect them to play on Justin Championship Herbert. Sunday? Justin Herbert. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, his, well, that's, if, that's if his doctor doesn't, like, destroy his ribs or something. Puncture like, his fucking maybe. lung. Right? Like yes. they did Tyrod, yeah. Yeah. Tua, oh, that's see Tua. You said it. You could see Tua yeah. going a long way. So, yeah, a little snidey comment isn't uh, really well established. Um, but, yeah. I mean, if Ryan Tannehill could make the, the AFC Championship game, Tua definitely could. What do you think, just real quick, what do you think the strongest division in the league right now is? AFC what? No, I would probably say the NF- or the AFC North. Wrong. AFC East record is six and two. Okay, I mean, once again, give it two more weeks. AFC West is four and four. AFC North is three and five. And the AFC South is one, five, and two. <laughs> I think you're just I think you're just stalling because you don't want to get to the Cowboys. You don't want to get to Cooper Rush. How do you think Cooper Rush is Get the fuck out of here. And this is, look, when I seen him doing that the other day, I'm like, here we go with another quarterback, uh, uh, quarterback controversy. Against the Bengals, who can't do anything right right now? Yep. Yeah, no, uh, the Cowboys basically, it's just going to depend on what their record is after Cooper. If they're around 500 by the time Dak's ready to come back, they can make the playoffs. If not, they're probably not making the playoffs. Who wins it's that? It's as simple as that. Who wins that division? Who wins what division? You, the NFC East? Yeah. The, the Eagles. There's no way the Cowboys are winning that division. Okay. The Eagles for sure. Because we keep saying that, you know, they can make the playoffs. They can make the playoffs. There's only two wild cards for... No, there's three. Three now. There's still only three. Yeah, I mean... Ha- what? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 12 teams in the NFC could theoretically make the playoffs just because I can't pick any of these. I don't know if any of these teams are good. They all kind of suck. That's true. Like, can you tell me the difference between the Vikings and the Commanders? No. Don't disrespect Kirk Cousins like that, okay? Okay, yeah, fucking Kirk Cousins throwing for he was like two of fourteen in man coverage for like twenty six yards. That dude Kirk Cousins the Eagles. Like dog water, bro. But 
uh, I think we've done the NFC East, the NFC West. Let's go to the NFC North with the Vikings leading the division. As that is looking like the NFC East right now as well. They have fucking whole conference is just shitty. Um, yeah, the, I mean the Vikings. It's the Vikings are winning this division. I thought they. I thought they <laughs> might have a chance, and then they played the Eagles, and that team's not winning that division at all. Not if he plays like that. He did horrible, and you know what? He threw stupid picks he shouldn't have thrown. Um, Kirk Cousins did. That's however, Kirk Cousins however, you still have Justin Jefferson, who's still a fucking monster, and you have Dalvin Cook, who's a fucking beast. Uh huh. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to lose the division because they lose two or three okay. games they shouldn't. Okay. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to win the division. Again. Speaking, speaking on that, what quarterback do you think would be good enough to replace Kirk Cousins right now? That's actually, I don't know. Pick would one. Would Jimmy G do good in, in Minnesota? Uh, if Jimmy G doesn't have Kyle Shanahan, they're basically kind of the same quarterback. Seriously. I firmly believe that. So after five years, you're saying Shanahan's actually decent? Yeah, Shanahan's a pretty good – he's a pretty good coach. He just sucks late in games. I mean, wh- where am I wrong? Where am I wrong? I mean, that's not wrong, but you are well, wrong. Last two all playoff time. losses. Last two playoff losses. <laughs> I'm not Kiss saying versus- that's wrong. Last- I'm just saying you are wrong all the time. La- last two playoff losses for Kyle Shanahan. Shit his pants against the Chiefs. And then in, in the NFC Championship game versus the Rams – just shot all over himself in the entire field. There you go. But it's going to be interesting because I can see the Vikings somehow, if they get their shit together with the fucking – I still hit the head coach, and I don't like their offensive line, but I still think that um, the Vikings have a possibility. I'm not going to say they're going to win. I would like to see the Bears or the Lions win that division. I want to see the, Bear, mm-hmm. the fucking Bears or the Lions make the playoffs. I'd like to see unicorns too, but it's going to be Aaron Rodgers winning this division. You're Again. fucking drunk. Okay, oh. tell me how the Vikings are going to win the division when Kirk Cousins can't. It's it's pretty. I said if they get their shit together. No, I mean, when has Kirk Cousins ever had his shit together? Give him a better head coach. I ain't gonna lie, I used to hate Kirk Cousins, but the last few, the last two seasons, he's been he's been like consistent, like one of the best TD and INT ratios. Like he finished like with thirty five touchdowns last year, I think. And I think if he could do that this year, he, their team would go to the playoffs. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is the ultimate stat pad, stat padding king. He'll have 35 touchdowns and like 12 picks. His team won't make the playoffs. And we're like, oh, Kirk's really good. Look at his numbers. And then you're like, okay, how many times has he made the playoffs? Like twice. He's basically Derek Carr. He's basically Derek Carr, but he throws more touchdowns. Let's see. Well, the most fourth quarterback, most fourth quarter passing touchdowns since 2019 is who? Probably Kirk Cousins. It is. Yeah. And you know how many times he made the playoffs since 2019? One time. Kirk Cousins has 27 touchdowns, most fourth quarter passing touchdowns since 2019. Number two is Josh Allen. Number three is Tom. Hold on. First, number one is uh, Kirk Cousins with 27. Josh Allen with 26. Tom Brady with 26. Patrick Mahomes at 25. Kirk Cousins is an elite quarterback in the fourth quarter. You are drunk. <laughs> You're a hater. I would not use I would not use elite for I mean, oh god. You could have half the quarterbacks in the league just die spontaneously, and I would not say Kirk Cousins is elite. 
Well, that's where you're wrong again. Um, what do you think I about Justin Fields? I'd rather take Shane Bouchelle over Kirk Cousins. Oh, my God. That, what, about, what about Justin Fields? Yeah, I'd say Justin Fields over Kirk Cousins. Fuck Kirk Cousins. Not Kirk that. Cousins. I'm saying, how do you think the Bears and Justin Fields have done together? Oh, their coaching sucks. They don't throw the ball. All they do is just run the ball. They're, the Bears are basically doing whatever they can to tell you that they don't like Justin Fields and they hate Justin Fields. I don't really know what the Bears' plan is this season. You would think you would want to find out if your quarterback is good or not. I yep. think Fields happens to be good, but mm-hmm. they don't throw the ball enough. They've thrown the ball like 25 times in two games. All right, thank you. That's yeah, him, that team just – they oh, their number two receiver is Byron Pringle, so that should tell you how they think of throwing the ball. That's your number one receiver, and he ain't doing nothing either. Yeah, I just the – Bears, the Bears don't seem to have a plan. And my guess is they'll probably eventually trade – Justin, uh, my guess is they'll probably end up trading Justin Fields in a, a year or two. To who? I have no idea, but you you can't you can't not support your quarterback like this and then be like, oh, well, we got to draft another quarterback because the quarterback hasn't done anything. You well, that's the part, part is how are you how are you going to do that and you're going to go to, you want another stadium, but with what? What are you going to build yeah, it for? Why are people going to come to see you if you're going to fucking basically like Wendell said, tank your season? To get rid of the motherfucker who's trying to do well for your team, they, they just uh, the Bears don't they don't seem to have a plan at all. I don't really know what they're trying to accomplish. Their their offensive weapons and their offensive line is so bad. I don't know how I I don't know how they just didn't draft any more receiver. Their plan their entire plan just made no sense. Their offseason plan made no sense. You would think you would want to try to give your quarterback as many weapons as possible. So you can figure out if he's good or not. I ain't got no comments. Okay. Um, trying to find. Are we going to talk about the Lions? Are you going to restore yes. the roar yet? Are you might be a playoff team. Yes. Are you about the Lions? Yes. Restore the roar. I think they're probably, they might be a playoff team. I I'm with you. I agree. I ain't going to lie. Jared Goff's been really good this year. He really has. Very good. What's this guy yeah. I like the weapons. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameis Williams when he's healthy, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, pretty good offensive line, Aiden Hutchinson on uh, defense. They they have some guys. That that, that might be a playoff team. They're, not only are they a playoff team, not only could they be a playoff team, they could be this year's Bengals, where they make a run to the Super Bowl. I agree with that. And the fact the the fact that they almost came back and beat the Eagles. After they were down so much, that's impressive. That's because they were going for those kneecaps, though. Yeah. But Jared Goff, I'm, I'm, I hope, I hope that that trade turns out well. That'll be one of the best trades in NFL history. If since the Rams won, and now if Jared Goff can go and take them to a Super Bowl, that'd be fucking one of the best trades in NFL history. I agree. Would you would you would you would you not agree with that? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I I I think I think would since since about mid the midpoint of last year, maybe the last fourth of twenty twenty one through now, Jared Goff's been really good. Yes, he has. He has a, that team has a legitimate chance every week to compete in games, and they they have a chance to make the playoffs. Well, when you get rid of fucking Matt Patricia, I mean, good things happen. Uh, you, I mean, Dan Campbell, Matt Patricia makes Dan Campbell look like fucking 
Vince Lombardi. <laughs> oh my God! Oh Jesus! I love Amon Ross St. Brown. How do you say his name? Like Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, like ever since like I say like week sixteen, ever since like, he's been averaging like eighty yards per game. Like that dude is yeah, good. I think, I think he has like eight games in a row with what eighty yards and a touchdown or something. I know it, it's he's he's close to setting a record. He's been really really good. That team has weapons. They they have a chance. Agree. And they got Jamison Williams from the draft this year. And he, and he, and he is fast too. Yeah, the the Lions the Lions would probably be my pick if there's a surprise team representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. My my pick would probably be the Lions. Aaron Rodgers misses the playoffs this year. No, they're gonna win the NFC North. You're fucking drunk, man. Well, I, I, I mean, you picking Kirk Cousins to win the NFC North? I don't. I told you, I don't, I'm not gonna make a guess on who's winning that division because I don't know. That team. I can tell you it's not going to be Kirk Cousins. <laughs> right now. Right now. I can, I can tell you it's probably not going to be the Packers. You can cross them off. But moving along from your haterism, let's go to the last um, I division the truth. In, the, in the league, and that's the NFC South. The Bucks are sitting at the top of the division 2 0. Saints are 1 1. Panthers are 0 2. And the Falcons are 0 2. And in every game, Mariota has been in every game. So. How do, what do you think, just real quick, at the bottom of the at the bottom of the division? What do you think about the Falcons? Uh, I mean, I think Arthur Smith's a pretty good offensive coach. I don't think he's <laughs> a good head coach. Uh, they have weapons. Mariota will probably get hurt at some point because he usually always gets hurt when he's a starting quarterback for the team. So we'll probably see Desmond Ritter. I, I think the Falcons have pieces. I just I'm not sure if they're they have the right coach, and they. That, that team just, they probably need another year of just adding more talent to be competitive. Or, uh, when I mean competitive, winning games competitive, as opposed to just losing close games. Right. Um, Panthers, what do you think? They horrible suck. For, They're probably going to fire pick. their coach. Is it a coach? They suck. They're going to fire their coach because he, he also sucks. And Matt Rule came from Temple, right? He can't, well, he coached the Temple, but he, when they hired him, he was the coach of Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, I, Baker doesn't look great. The, the thing is, the Panthers have weapons. They just, I don't think Baker's been that good. I think their coach is kind of an idiot. They're, defensively, they have some, they, they have some nice pieces. They just, I, I just, I think that team needs a new coach, and they probably needed to go and draft quarterback. If they can do that, they'll probably be able to turn it around pretty quickly. How many years does CMC have left? Does who? McCaffrey. Oh, well, I mean, he'll, he'll probably be good another, I don't know, probably two seasons, but he, that's the thing about running backs. You just can't ever tell when they get injured. Sometimes they get injured, but sometimes, sometimes they'll be able to stay healthy. Just, it's hard to tell with a running back. You, you could be, you could have a running back who's good half a season. And then in the second half, he's just, he's completely washed. Saints. Too many injuries. And J- James not being healthy and having a bat, having a bit of a back problem that that's not great. They might need to go to Andy Dalton if he's that if he's that if Jameis is that hurt. That defense oh, is good though. Finally. They said yeah, he had defense, injuries entering week two. I had something like that. That defense is really good, and if they need to go to Andy Dalton, I think he's capable enough to where they could they might they could be one of these teams that is contending for a playoff spot. 
I think that team could win nine games, and that's probably about what it would take to make the playoffs in the NFC. So they're they're one of these they're they're one of these what five or six teams that could make the playoffs. You just it, you don't know until we get later in the season and we see how the season plays out. My guess is they're probably going to be in contention going into week seventeen and eighteen. Well, right now I think Jameis Winston is in the lead for comeback player of the year. It's only week two, heading into week three, but um, we're already already in week three. Um. How do you think Tyron Matthew played? I thought the Saints defense played pretty well against the Bucks until Marshawn Lattimore got kicked out of the game with uh, uh, until he got kicked out of the game. I, I think this, the biggest thing for the Saints is just keeping their defense healthy and having a healthy quarterback. If they can do that, they're going to have a shot at the playoffs. They also okay. need Alvin Kamara to be. They need Alvin Kamara to be healthy. If he's not healthy, that team's not making the playoffs. Agreed. Basically, that simple. And they have to score more points to offset the interceptions that Jameis Winston's going to throw. Also, he's not healthy though. They, true. I no, 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 no. That's true. But I'm saying, they, no matter what, what did what did he throw? He threw what? Thirty-five. He threw a pick uh, six. No, no, no. I'm saying, um, his last year with the with the uh, the Bucks, with the Bucks he, he threw thirty-five touchdowns on thirty-five interceptions. Oh, Is that no? He threw five thousand yards. Don't you cheat, Jameis? He threw thirty interceptions. Don't you cheat in those extra five? Shut up. Just my bad. I threw the fucking thirty range. Jesus. Don't you cheat, Jameis, on those picks? Mm-hmm. The first quarterback to throw thirty interceptions in the season. That's, That's what I'm saying. They have to offset the fuck. They have to score more to offset the the picks he's going to throw. I, I don't think Jameis is going to throw that many. I mean, that many is relative. I think he'll throw like probably twelve. If he plays the entire season, he'll probably throw like twelve picks. I'm saying twenty. No, no, I think that's a little bit too much. I'll say fourteen. That's more likely. What do you think about the head coach? Uh, well, they did. They hired him because he was a good defensive coordinator. When he coached, the, when he was that coach of the Raiders, they sucked. So I don't think he's that good of a head coach. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Um, my guess is they'll probably end up replacing him in a couple of years with an actual coach who's not just oh well he's he's a good defense coordinator, so we're just going to make him the head coach. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Number one is uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. This could be Tom Brady's last year. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think this is Tom Brady's last year. I, I think it is. It, it doesn't seem like he it, it doesn't seem like he's going to play more than this year. It kind of seems like he's already kind of done and he's just kind of going through the motions. Uh he also he just look he didn't he don't look necessarily great either. Uh the Bucks you think are probably, it's uh, family stress. Gonna, I mean, I think it's I think it's a variety of things. Age, stress, it uh he do, he just he doesn't look like he's happy playing football. Probably family stress. I think the thing the thing about the Bucks is they're probably going to be a top seed. They're gonna they're gonna win their division. They're probably be a top seed. The question for the Bucks is going to come down to how good is their defense, which I think it's good, but I don't think it's as good as the first two weeks would say. It's the number one defense up, in the league right now. I think they've only given up thirteen points this season. Their defense isn't that good. Like right. just straight right. up, their defense isn't that good. They play uh, Jameis. They're, who was they're the number one defense in the league right now. Yeah, my guess is that they're probably a top five defense for like a regular NFL season. They're not like a historic, oh man, they're the Broncos defense when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. But I also think Brady is better than what Peyton Manning was. Damn right. In that season. 
So the question is going to be, can they get the receivers healthy? Can Is their offensive line going to be good enough? Because they have so many injuries to the interior. And let's just uh, get a, let me just make a point. Peyton Manning's the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Okay, uh-huh. More of your shitty takes. Yeah, nobody wants to hear your shitty takes. Uh, the biggest thing about the Bucks is it's going to come down to they're going to play a team like the Eagles or the Rams or the 49ers. They can get a lot of pressure on a quarterback. The question is whether they can survive that game. Yes. I'm not, I'm yes. not confident. I'm not confident they can. So, but that, that's what it's going to come down to. And it's, it's really simple for the Bucs because they're okay, well, let me do this. Versus they're NFC really not playing that many competitive games. Versus NFC division leaders, if you're to put the Bucks in the NFC championship against the Rams, who wins that game? The Rams. Aaron Donald absolutely murders their interior. He's going to okay. have five sacks. The Bucks versus the Vikings. Yeah, I would say the I would say the Bucks. Although Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith are just good enough to make that game interesting. I think the Bucks win because they have Brady, but the Vikings pass rush is just good enough to make it interesting. Okay, so that's one zero oh, and one. We're gonna say that's a that's a draw. Um, um, I mean, uh, they're zero oh, one and one. Um, so the Bucks versus the Eagles. I think they lose the Eagles. I think I think the Eagles eat them alive. So they're 0-2-1. Oh, who's, who's the last one? Um, no, the team. No, the, the division leaders. Fuck. It is... It would only be three. Yeah, just three. three. Well, they're not looking good then right now, according to you. Yeah, I just... I, I just I I don't think they. The biggest thing for the Bucks is being able to have all the receivers healthy, and trying to get as much chemistry as they can on the offensive line. They can't really afford any more injuries, and it's going to come down to: Do they play a team in the playoffs? They can get pressure on Tom Brady. If they don't, they're going to probably win that game. If they play the Rams and you have Aaron Donald coming at you, or you have the 49ers coming at you, they're probably going to lose. Uh, it, it sounds kind of simple to boil it down with that, but it, that's basically the season is either a team will get pressure on Tom Brady and they will beat the Bucks, or they won't and Brady will play in the Super Bowl. And, and a lot of it's going to be a matchup. If he gets the wrong team, it could look a lot like what happened to Mahomes in the Super Bowl, except with Brady, he can't <laughs> run around. He's just going to, he, he's just going to, he's going to get, he's going to get hit so many times. He'll just be gone. He won't even turn to dust. He'll just be gone. Right. Okay, well, let's uh, wrap that up, and we're going to go to the last uh, thing I think we should talk about, and that's our predictions for tomorrow's, for week three's games, tomorrow's games. And um, number one, who do you have? Bills versus versus Dolphins. Bills. I will go with the Dolphins because Micah Hyde, they just announced is out for the year, and he's on IR. They really haven't had any time. I would normally pick the Bills, but I just think, with all the problems in the secondary, I think the Dolphins will be able to take advantage of it, so I'll go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are rolling, too. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Um, Bengals versus and Jets. Two is noodle arm. Two is noodle arm. We'll get it done. Bengals versus Jets. Who do you got? I'll take the Jets. Wow. I think they can get enough pressure on Burrow that – and I just don't like the mojo I see from the Bengals. Maybe they – I mean, they could they could easily win this game. I agree. I just, I, 
I think the Jets will be able to get enough pressure on him, and I think Flacco will just make some stupid throw that he shouldn't be able to make. But something stupid will happen, and the Jets will win the game. I think either way, it's going to be a blowout, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a good call. I think either way, it's going to be a blowout, and it's going to be either Joe Shice is going to show up or Joe Mama's going to show up. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with hmm, – that's tough. I'm going to go with Joe Flacco as well. But I think the Bengals should win. But I think because they're fucking up and collapsing right now, because the expectations are so high for them, I, it just doesn't look good at all. Yeah, um, no, if they lose this game, they're not making the playoffs. Yes, agreed. Um, Raiders versus Titans. They both need a win. Titans. I'm going with the Raiders. Oh, man, this is... Because the like Raiders picking... can't afford to lose a game. The Titans can afford to lose a game. This is like picking between a dumpster fire and a tornado headed right for a small house. Uh, I, I'll go with the Raiders. Titans. So we got me and you are going with the Raiders. We're going with Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay, Saints versus Panthers. Saints. I'm going with the Panthers. I think I'll go with the Panthers. I think they're going to be desperate. Yep, I exactly. With a lot of Saints. Desperation, and if not, Baker's gone. Um, Ravens versus Patriots. Ravens. I'm going to say the Ravens too, but I don't see Bill Belichick losing another game. I see him losing lots of games. I'm not saying for the rest of the season. I'm saying another game, like, for the third week. I don't see it happening. But I can, I, I'm going with the Ravens. Bueno. Ravens. Okay. Um, Lions versus Vikings. I'll take the Lions in an upset. Lions in an upset. I'm taking the Vikings. Of course you are. You Kirk apologist. <laughs> Cousins. Eagles versus Commanders. Eagles. Eagles. I'm going to go with Washington. Yeah, of course you are. Um, Chiefs versus Colts. Chiefs. Chiefs. Look for the upset with Matt Ryan beating the Chiefs. Okay, yeah, old-ass Matt Ryan who's going to get hit and fall and turn into dust. I heard he's got a lot of rushing yards. I mean, he's got more than Russ, who can't run anymore. <laughs> no, I'm going for the Chiefs. But I think this could be a problem because Matt Ryan needs a win, honestly. Um, okay. Who was last? Texans versus Bears. I'm going with the Bears. That's a, probably the worst. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Bears. Texans. Okay. Um, Jags that versus Texans. terrible. That game is terrible. Oh, man. I hope. <laughs> That's oh, a that window sense. Oh, it stinks. Oh, my God. That game is just trash. It's living trash. Jags versus Chargers. Chargers. Jags. I don't think Herbert plays. I'll go with the Jags. If Herbert doesn't play, I'm going with the Jags. If Herbert plays, I'm going with the Chargers. Um... Rams versus Cardinals. Rams. Cardinals. Rams. Rams. Cardinals. That does Cardinals. Sense. It's He's a man. fucking hater. Falcons no, versus Seahawks. That's a good game. The Seahawks. No, that's a terrible game. Both those teams stink. No, that's a good game because I'll, I'll go with they, the Falcons. Falcons need a win because they need a win. Seahawks need a win to stay in contention to make sure they can still give it a good run. Okay. I got Seahawks. Like, I'm, I'm going I, with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons. Um, 49ers versus Broncos. 49ers. Going with the Broncos. Uh, yeah, huh? Russ and his immobile ass. But Russ has never lost to the 49ers. 
or has only lost. He's fifteen and two against them. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, evolved. I mean, it'll be fifteen and three after this game. Cowboys versus Giants. Giants. Saquon's going to rush for 120 yards. I'll go with the Giants. I'm going with the Cowboys because it's a national game. I just don't trust Daniel Jones at all, but I'll go with the Giants. That's my point. That's why I'm going because it's a national game. Uh, do you also really trust Cooper Rush, though? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. It's just because the Cowboys are on fucking uh, Monday Night Football. Who are the backups? What happens if both of them get injured? Who are the backups? <laughs> oh, no idea. The back of a backup. Oh, can we speak real quick? Um, even though I said that was the last thing we were going to talk about, uh, the picks. What do you think about the kicker situation for the Chiefs? Oh, they'll be fine. I just I don't think it'll really matter because they they play the Colts. But I mean, as long as they keep it within what four forty five, forty six yards, I think they'll be okay. What do you think about um, uh, who's a Sneed? Ladarius. Ladarius Sneed coming in and uh, kicking the ball. Oh, uh, uh, you, mean, you mean Justin Reed? Justin Reed. Reed. Yeah, Justin Reed. I, I thought he said Sneed. I'm tripping. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a nice option to have. I. I feel comfortable with Justin Reed kicking about 43 yards and in. He's got a – you feel like you're okay. And if he had to kick from about 43 yards and in, you'd have a decent shot. I mean, he got us a field goal or an extra point? Or is it both? He can he – can, I think he's he can kick extra points. No, but what did um, he get us? He got us an extra point or a field goal? He got It was an extra point. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, anything else you guys want to add? You are you are a hater of everything that's good. Uh, no, they call me a realist, and then they call me right when it's all said and done. You know what realists call you know the people who call themselves realists, people who are always wrong. Oh please, they just call me that because they don't want to hear what I have to say. Because I'm right. Maybe because maybe it's because you're wrong. Have you ever thought it's because you might be wrong about everything? Okay, um, real quick, do you know anything about the Brett Favre situation? That they, oh, him, he, it sounds like he stole money from the poor, so that's, that's from not the wealth. He did basically, um, pretty devastating to hear about that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he, he did well, allegedly. We can't, we want to get sued. Yes, allegedly, allegedly, stole a lot of money from the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's not good. No, any any comment on the Sean Watson situation regarding his the, the Sean Watson thing? Is, it, the Deshaun Watson thing is just. It is one of the examples of – it's an example of how the NFL is in a tough spot, but why they – instead of needing – instead of having just a uniform, like, rules and conduct policy, they need an actual committee that hands out suspensions. So instead of having to go and jump through all these hoops to suspend Deshaun Watson and then not even suspend him for a full season, which it seems like they wanted – it's, it get rid, I would get rid of all of the policies they have and just have a committee. And see, I don't think he should have been suspended. Why, why, why do you think that? Because they're all, they're, they are all allegations. Nothing is in see, concrete. I, there are so many allegations that you're the NFL, you're not the legal system. Uh, you have to go ahead and you have to, you have to suspend it. Well, that's but my point. Like, it's allegations. It's not. 40 accusers. There's no 40 fucking accusers. Proof. He yeah. has 40 accusers. There's no proof, Jess. You just don't. You don't have 40 accusers just to have 40 accusers. At the same time, if a dude wants his ass eaten, no woman is gonna go in there and fucking eat his ass, forceful or not. I'm not sorry. Not, not saying it hasn't happened. I'm just saying it's like you sound like you are talking from experience. No, I'm not. I haven't. I don't like that. But I that's mean, what they, that's what they all say. 
But if he likes what he likes, let him be what he wants to be. But, I mean... My, my take is pretty simple on the Deshaun thing. They, they Suspending him was the right thing to do. The problem was the process. And the problem is that the process the NFL uses, they, they spend billions of dollars on stuff that doesn't work. Instead of having just a uniform system of, oh, well, if you do this, you get suspended this many games. Or if you do this, you get suspended this many games. But how do you think you did it? The, how do you have a committee that independently reviews everything? Is and it? then they come to a determination on a suspension. That's also part of the thing, though. The NFL never, they don't really care if you did it or not. It's, they're going to, they review things or, or things like this that are this serious. They review and then they'll make a determination for themselves because they're not, they don't need to follow the same process as like law enforcement. So they can just do their own thing. And if they feel like he should be suspended for, for 16 games or 20 games or whatever, do it that way. Instead of the process they did, which was kind of ass backwards where they suspended him and then had Goodell basically say, no, we're not going to do that. But he actually didn't oversee it. He handed it off to somebody else. So it got over and got handed off between like three or four people. And then they finally gave, gave him a suspension. It, it, it's really not a good process. They, the NFL being a billion dollar, a billion dollar company or industry really should have a better system. And I really think have some type of committee independently goes through it and they make judgments based off the best interest of the NFL. Based off of proof also. I, with Sean Watson having 40 accused, you cannot let him play. They could not let him play. Now, they, he, they end up suspending him 11 games, so he's going to be able to play. But with that many accusers and the fact that Deshaun doesn't even deny that the allegations that happen, happen, you have to suspend him. You have to suspend him. Well, that's the last take for this podcast. Everyone, thank you for joining the referendum. And we are glad to be back. I want to thank co-host Jesse J. And he is the lead editor on FinFlamSports.com. He just came out with uh, another article for which coaches are on the hot seat and another one coming up with the uh, how the Chiefs road to the Super Bowl basically looks. Look for that on FinFlamSports.com. Uh, we appreciate your support, and we want to thank him and Wendell Whitebird's first time here. A little bumpy at first, but he'll be back. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Big John, and we will talk to you next time. You don't. You don't. We need to make a change one day. What's happening in the world today?